Lord, I ask you to anoint my words. I hope my story will bless someone here tonight. I thank you all for coming to support this worthwhile evening. In preparing my story, I can now see many fingerprints of God throughout my life, even though I did not know God. I am a work in progress. I am who I am today because of the trials I have walked through. Trials of joy refines and purifies our faith, producing patience and endurance. James 1-2 says to call on the call the trials as joy. Rejoice. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy springs up in our hearts because of our relationship to the Lord. Hello, my name is Louise Hylash. I have been saved. I have been transformed. I have been set free from my past. I am a child of God. I am loved by God. I have freedom in the Lord. I am living in the light of God's promises. I have been asked to tell about my last name. It is Polish. His parents moved to Skatkin, Poland. I was named after my grandma Strom. Louise means warrior, protectress. First Peter 2.25 says, I have been going astray like sheep, but now I have returned to the shepherd and garden of my soul. My second name, Hazel, means cleansed. 1 John 1, verse 7, I've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Jesus has forgiven me for my sins. In Jesus' eyes, my past is wiped away. Thank you. My parents were married by the justice of peace. They were active in the faith of Jehovah Witnesses. In reading the history book, my mom's parents, who moved from Pennsylvania, brought this faith of Jehovah Witnesses to their small area in Saskatchewan. After marriage, my after marriage, my parents lived on a farm. By the time I was born, almost five years later, my dad was in his early 30s and mom in her late 20s. I am the oldest of four children. I am almost seven years older than my sister. At a local morning doctor's checkup, the doctor told my mom to go back home. Local nurse on duty said no. I was born at 1.30 that afternoon. God was, in, God was intervening intervening even then through the local Christian nurse. Four years later, an unnamed baby boy died during delivery with a cord wrapped around his neck. It still surprises me today that my parents did not name him. Death certificates his baby boy strong. Two and a half years later, my sister was born at the local, as a local New Year's baby, 60 years ago. I remember all the gifts my parents received. My parents moved into town before I started school. My dad took a job at being the local drayman. He unloaded groceries from the train and hauled, hauled boxes to the stores. They stopped being active JWs this time, at this time. My mom kept the belief so birthdays, Christmases, and holidays were not celebrated in our home. Almost two years later, my brother was born. He was born with an extra hole in his heart. They called their leaking valve. Doctors in Saskatoon kept putting off surgery until he was older. He was on medicine for years. As a married adult, he had a human heart valve transplant in Toronto and later a pig valve transplant in Calgary. He is now 58 years old and has a pacemaker as well. He is healthy and not limited in any way. I say I grew up in a non-Christian home. I did not have a praying grandma. 
Since my grandma lived in BC, I do remember a couple family trips to BC. Also one winter, a trip on the train traveling through the mountains. After my grandma died when I approximately 12 years old, less family trips. One thing I really remember in grade one, the teacher told my parents to take me to the doctor as I was, as I was tongue-tied. Doctor said I was just lazy, lazy to pronounce my sounds. One word I could not say properly was hospital. Eventually, the doctor did cut a string so I could roll my tongue back further to help me pronounce my sounds. I do not know if this is heredity or not, but all three of my children, as babies, had to have a cord cut as well. I did not have a closer relationship with my mom. During my high school years, my dad worked on road construction. He was home in winters and only home on weekends from spring to fall. Now I realize that my mom did not have an easy life. No family support there for her. I started dating my future husband during high school days. He was my grade 12 escort. After completing a year of, at Saskatoon Business College, I worked. I continued to have an off-and-on relationship with my future husband. He was working as a welder in gravel pits throughout the province. When I was pregnant, we decided to get married. We planned for a quiet event, but his mother wanted us to have a wedding ceremony through the Catholic Church. Because I was not Catholic, we went through the publication of bands for three weeks before our wedding. We had a family supper. Now only his mom had her strong faith. I got married for the wrong reasons. I did not know what love was. No outwards. Outward expressions of love were shown in our home. We never heard I love you from our parents. At the time, my dad did not want me to get married to my husband due to some of the dad's, his dad's family history. His dad also had an anger problem. With his mom, I had three things against me from the start. I was not Catholic, I could not speak Polish, and my name Louise. My husband's older sister, Louise, had died in her early 30s. My husband purchased a small used house trailer that he could pull behind his truck. Before the wedding, I was getting it, getting it ready to, for us to live in. We got married on May 19th, May long weekend, 46 years ago. At this time, I would like to acknowledge my maid of honor, Gloria, who was here, who is here tonight. And so, thank you. Thank you for coming, Gloria. I found out later this date was my grandma's birthday. Also, my sister's grandchildren, twin boys, are born on this date as well. As a married couple, our first location for the trailer was a gravel pit south of Meadow Lake. Before I was able to keep my doctor's appointment in good soil, I woke up in pain after midnight on May 30th. I was scared when I saw that I was bleeding. I woke up my husband. He drove me to Good Soil Hospital. They called the doctor. We were both shocked when the doctor, doctor told me I was in labor. Approximately 3.30 a.m., Yvonne was born at approximately three months premature. She weighed two and a half pounds. Doctor said if she lived the first 24 hours, then there was hope for the next 24 hours. The hospital, will, hospital was only guessing at the oxygen to give her while she was in the incubator. Yvonne was emergency baptized by a priest shortly after she was born. Nurse on duty, 
On the night Dewey was Catholic, she became Yvonne's godmother. God's miracle. Yvonne was born completely healthy, two-and-a-half-pound two baby with lots of dark hair on her head and her body. Yvonne is living proof that babies should not be aborted at six months or later as they can be born totally healthy. Next day, she was transferred by air ambulance to the prenatal care unit in Saskatoon University Hospital. Good Soil Hospital wrapped her in tinfoil to keep her body heat in while she was being transferred from the hospital to the portable incubator in the plane. In Saskatoon, she lost weight to one and a half pounds before she started to gain. It was tough to see her in the incubator hooked up to all kinds of tubes. We were only able to put our hands in to touch her. After two months of several trips to Saskatoon, we brought her home. After freeze up, my, hus my husband moved to the trailer to his parents' farm. We ended up living in his parents' house for the winter. Before Christmas, his mom was diagnosed with cancer. After Christmas, his sisters took her to Winnipeg to have surgery and recover in their homes in Manitoba. They brought her back to the farm Easter weekend in April. Yvonne and I were staying at my parents' house until my husband got a company trailer to live in after his three-month probation period. He was in Fort, Fort McMurray when, at end of April, I went into early labor at my mom's house. My mom called the local ambulance who delivered Michael in my parents' bathroom, which was so small that I had to stand up. After they got me on the stretcher with Michael still attached, the ambulance took me to the local hospital. There they cut his biblical cord. As Michael is born two months early, weighed three pounds nine ounces, the local doctor decided to send him by ambulance to the prenatal unit in Saskatoon University Hospital. Michael was yellow jaundice only for a short time. I could hold him and bottle feed him when on my visits. Brought him home one month later. Babies must be five pounds before being discharged. I did not have the chance to bond to my first two babies like most moms do. Beginning of June, we moved to Fort Murray with a baby and a toddler. We lived there for four years in a company trailer in the trailer court. He did shift work, one week on each of the three shifts. I did some child care in our home. In spring of 1978, we moved back to his parents' farm. This was not a good move for us as a family. After moving from Fort Murray, it was not an easy life living on the farm. We had no running water in the house, no indoor plumbing, had to heat our water all the time for hot water. We had to haul our drinking water. I learned to live without having everyday conveniences, conveniences that almost everyone takes for granted. In September, Jennifer was born in Regina. She was my big baby, six pounds, nine ounces. <laughs> I got to nurse her. She'll be 40 in September. I do not know what difficult labor is. Life went on at the farm. Yvonne and Michael took the school bus to school. My husband's drinking had, become, had really become an issue. We all learned about the eggshell walk. What, it, what is okay today may not be okay tomorrow. 
The children's grandma was always in the house and helped some with the children while I would be outside working on the farm. My children did have a praying grandma. She was always praying the rosary. God's protection was on each of us many times. One winter day, I was holding Jamfer as a small baby in my arms in the truck. Back then, babies did not have to be in car seats. My husband was driving down a gravel grid road. He hit a patch of ice, threw the truck into the ditch, and rolled onto its roof. There was a metal tire wrench and other tools laying loose on the floorboards behind the front seat. God protected us from anyone getting hurt. Unknown to us, when Jennifer was approximately four years old, before she started kindergarten, she found and drank some stale whiskey in the yard. She managed to get herself to the step of the house. She could not walk or talk. Her eyes looked weird. Saving graces, she got sick and threw up before we took her to the local hospital. Doctors sent her and I to Saskatoon University Hospital by ambulance. She started responding as we were arriving close to Saskatoon. Alcohol poisoning. Another miracle. No long-term effects on her life. She still talks about her experience of drinking it. Amazing me she can remember. <laughs> Another time, while stone picking on the land, Michael was riding on the fender of the stone picker while I was driving. I must have jerked when letting out the clutch. He fell off the fender. The big balloon tire rolled over the side of his head and shoulder. Took him to the local hospital. They kept him in overnight for observation. He had a black eye and was badly bruised on one side of his face. Lord protected him from any damage to his shoulder or back. Another blessing on the farm was when my husband's mother's heart stopped. One evening, my daughter found her grandma on the floor in her bedroom. She called me. I jumped into the truck and drove out to, into the field where he was combined. I brought him to the house. Such a blessing that he was able to talk to his mom while I called the ambulance. Unfortunately, the she stopped breathing while the, before the ambulance got to the farm. She had been in and out of hospitals for her heart. I am so thankful that her last communication was with him in Polish. When she fell to the floor off her commode, it revived her heart for a short time. God was again in control. Now, just us living in, in his parents' house, I existed day to day, some enjoyable days, Fear of the unknown can keep people victims of abuse. Also isolation. Afternoon of April 19, 1989, my life changed. Little did I know that God intervened once again. Before supper time, police and a social worker who was bringing Yvonne and Michael home from school drove into the yard. Humboldt police took my husband to Humboldt. Charges were being laid for sexual abuse on our oldest daughter. It was first initiated through Yvonne's questions through the teen aid program which came to the rural schools. Social worker whose job was to get to a safe place drove us to Saskatoon as Interval House had a one room open. I and my three children, now ages 16, 15, and 9 years old, arrived in Saskatoon at 10 o'clock at night 30 years ago. I was in shock. I knew nothing about this place. No time to even let my parents know until much later at night. Now what? 
For those of you who do not know what Interval House is, it's a safe house for abused women. If there had been an Adele house at the time, I would have qualified to stay at this second stage housing for a year after leaving Interval House. Both girls were checked by a university doctor. I was told that if I went back to the farm, I would lose the girls. Later, Yvonne and I were subpoenaed to attend his preliminary court in Humboldt on June 19th. What a birthday gift for me. He served nine months of his one-year sentence in the Sebastian Correctional Center. They allowed him to get the crop off before serving his sentence. Afterwards, he went back to the farm. Today, no communication between him and his children, nor him and I. At Christmas time this past year, Michael and I took a road trip, drove around the farm. We, we, do, not, we do know he still lives out there. Farm looks similar to when I left. Michael and I had some intimate discussion about his feelings. Another level of forgiveness between him and I. My sister who lived in the city and my brother from Calgary was very supportive for me. Also my parents, especially my dad. Another friend in this room, Linda, I have known since high school days. She supported me when I phoned her to say where I was. We lived for six weeks at Interval House before moving into an apartment. I was led to many good counselors and various programs. Enrolled my children to school. While at Interval House, I was invited to attend an Al-Anon meeting. I could relate with other people sharing. They accepted me and encouraged me. I received an awareness of God as a higher power. Serenity prayer became my lifeline. I learned to accept things I cannot change. I also did other 12-step programs, a codependency group. I related to adult children of alcoholics as I was no longer living with people drinking. This group was a strong support for me for several years. I used the steps to get my life in control. I was encouraged to keep a gratitude journal. I had to learn to say no. I had to learn to build up my self-esteem. I had to learn who I was and what I wanted. I have learned to forgive myself for not pr protecting my children from the abuse they suffered. Later, I did a Christian 12-step program at Circle Drive Alliance Church. I also did some inner healing workshops. It took me a long time to be able to look in the mirror and like myself. I had the poem, You Are Special, that I had to read to myself many times before I could believe it. Later, to be able to believe the Father's love letter. My counselor encouraged me to attend a domestic abuse program for a four-month closed group. I learned about the cycle abuse. There I met my friend Janine 30 years ago. As a single parent, we have been supportive for each other. Saskatoon Yvonne was closer to my sister than me. After graduating from grade 12, she moved to Calgary. She became very close to my sister-in-law. She started some counseling but quit. She still struggles in some areas like we all do. We, we still do not have a close relationship, but God is working in this area. Early 90s, I was invited to single moms at Elam Church. Carol was part of that ministry. Later on, Carol asked me to volunteer with her in the kitchen at, for Bibleville. In March 1991, I was invited again to come to a Friday night at, at Singles for Christ Emmanuel Baptist Church. That night, I met a special lady, Jan, who spoke to me. 
She was also new. She became one of my closest friends and my mentor. She invited me to her church. Was other singles from this group attending this small church called Christian Harvest Fellowship? My introduction to Christians. Since attending Singles for Christ, I have made many different choices. A wonderful married couple led Singles for Christ each Friday evening for years. Some of you know Bob and Jan Tauber. They had a special love for each person. We had many barbecues and New Year socials in their home. When I accepted Jesus into my life, I became a child of God. I became a new person in Christ. I attended Bible studies to learn about Jesus. It was very hard for me to believe I am accepted and loved. I now focus my eyes on God. I developed a relationship with Christ. Reading the Bible and prayer has become part of my life. I now live in the kingdom of light. We as believers are light going into the world of darkness. Prayers release the power of God. I got to go to a couple of lady weekend retreats at Camp Oshadee. Also, Jennifer went to Pioneer Camp. There I met Linda and Ingrid. Also in 1991, I did a New Beginnings Street in Queen's House. Later, I helped to facilitate this support group for single, widow, or divorced people. As part of a group of singles, I had many, many new experiences. I even canoed on the Churchill River. <laughs> this is where I met Lynn, who is here, also here tonight. Upon, upon recommendation from a counselor interval house, Jennifer was matched up to a big sister through the Big Sister Organization. I did volunteer work in their office and helped with some of the activities. I began to volunteer at Victoria School Library where Jennifer was attending. I was appreciated, made some close friends there who helped me celebrate my 40th birthday. I say, I just started living a new life then. I attended workshops at Working for Women. It was a women's organization to help women to enter the world workplace. I became divorced on December 19, 1991. I still have not decided, decided if 19 is good or bad. Born on the 19th, married on the 19th, separated on the 19th, divorced on the 19th. <laughs> All different months. <laughs> Fall of 1992, I was accepted and sponsored into the one-year library technician program at Kelsey. In June, I graduated. Also, Michael graduated from grade 12, and Jennifer graduated from grade 8. This was a special event for us. After graduating, I worked in various positions in libraries in the city. Later in 1995, I believe I participated in a Live-In for Jesus weekend. I helped and sponsored others after my retreat. This retreat was held about three times a year, and it no longer exists. Jeremiah 29:11 has always been a verse given to me many times. I know the plans I have for you, to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I stand on this many, many times. I became water baptized in September 97, second time in Jordan River in Israel in 2012. Fall of 1997, I enrolled in Elijah House course for a year. We bonded as a small group as we stayed in the same small group for a year. September 1997, I got hired as a library technician at public school board for a term. My temporary term became permanent in January 1999. 
God put me in the position that was good for me. End of January 1999, I went on a short-term mission to Mexico with Campus Crusade for Christ. We showed the Jesus video outside in open areas. First time I ever flew on an airplane. I have treasured a birthday card I received from a friend in 2003. I'm just going to read the front of the card. It's a picture of a flower and a star, and then it says, You were created with a beautiful purpose, with a smile that warms, with words that encourage, with a heart that loves and gives so freely and sweetly to others. And, and I have treasured this since I received them. This applies to all of you ladies as well. November 2010, my brother and I go to Hawaii for 10 days to celebrate his 50th birthday. Due to mechanical trouble in our plane, Hawaiian Airlines put us up in a hotel in Las Vegas for a night. We, we received another blessing, a day and night to spend in Las Vegas. <laughs> we were booked next evening to fly back to Calgary. And this was another new experience for me. In April 2012, I was blessed to be able to go to Israel with, with Canadian Glow women. This trip, a birthday gift to myself to celebrate my 60th birthday. The Bible has become more alive to me after seeing the places Jesus walked. This unplanned trip connected me closer to the Saskatoon Aglow Fellowship. Several ladies in this room are part of the monthly meetings. On arriving home in beginning of May, I was shocked to hear that Jan, who was my mentor, was diagnosed with stage four cancer. I knew she was booked for surgery in May. Once doctors stopped cancer treatment, I would visit her in Nippon Hospital. Another God moment, after a phone call from her daughter, I was able to arrive at Nippon Hospital soon enough to talk to her. After a very short visit, the family all went for lunch. I stayed with Jan. She went very peacefully. I buzzed a nurse. Nurse was so surprised that she had stopped breathing so quick. Over the last few years, cancer has taken home three very close Christian friends, all who have been a big part of my Christian walk. Cancer also took home my dad on Thanksgiving weekend in 1997. After 20 years' employment, my school, my work department dissolved nine positions due to money. Since I chose to retire, I have become more involved with programs with the Roth Church. I am grateful to be able to receive the company pension. One Sunday night after group, Sheila offered to give me a ride home. God protected us both. After a four-way stop at the corner of 29th Street and Avenue H, as Sheila, driving north, came to a stop, three vehicles were approaching the corner from her right side. She waited for the first car to stop. It zoomed through. Second vehicle zoomed through. Third vehicle zoomed through, but turns to go south. I could see into the vehicle. It was two unmarked police vans on a chase after the first car. No flashing lights of any kind. Since that night, our bonding has grown. <laughs> this summer, for the first time, I volunteered at camp. These, these children are blessed with love at camp. Rot Church provides a wonderful week experience for the campers. I am a longtime kitchen volunteer with the Bible Bill program. I have attended Winning Women Suppers for approximately 15 years. At that time, it was still held in the basement. 
This fall I made this my home church. I am really blessed here. The church is a very loving church. This winter I participated in Game Changers group. I experienced a deeper relationship of who I am in Christ. With Christ in me, I have more joy, hope, peace, and love. I continue to praise him. I rejoice in God's love for me. Another God moment just in April. I missed my ride. I was standing in front of my house. Another lady who knew me stopped outside my house and offered me a ride to the bowling alley. She said she never drives down my street. God's timing. <laughs> I thank the Lord daily for my health. I hope I have some of my mom's genes as she will be 96 in September. I stand on the promises of God for me and my family. John 6, verse 44 says, I pray for my children will be drawn to know Jesus. That's also my sister and brother. Our God sees our past, present, and future and knows the right time for every answer. His invisible hand is already at work on our behalf, arranging situations to accomplish his will, opening hearts, and preparing us to receive what he wants to give. Many times I have received God's grace and mercy. The Lord's love for me is so amazing. He loves everyone. His, fing his fingerprints are on all of us. Put your trust in the Lord. I try to give all my worries and fears to Jesus. Just believe in him. I thank the Lord for loving me, even when I was a sinner. Jesus died on the cross for all our sins. First John 1 verse 9 says, If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful, and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from, our every, our, from every wrong. It's wonderful to be part of the family of God. Prayers releases the power of God. Romans 3.22 says, Through faith in Jesus Christ, righteousness comes from God to all who believe. We have all sinned, and we all fall short of the glory of God. We are all called to walk in faith. Salvation is a free gift, just for his asking. Acts 10, verse 34 to 35. This is my story. I am still under construction. I am the clay being molded by the potter. Let God write your story. We can all be a part of God's story. Since it is May, I would like to leave you with this garden poem. How to plant your garden. First, plant five rows of peas. Prepared it, preparedness, promptness, perseverance, politeness, prayer. Next to them, plant three, three rows of squash. Squash gossip, squash criticism, squash indifference. Then five rows of lettuce. Let us be faithful, let us be unselfish, let us be loyal, let us love one another, let us be truthful. No garden is complete without turnips. Turn up for church. Turn up with smiles. Turn up with real determination. This is taken from a pastor's wife's retreat cookbook. So, so this is my story, and I hope I have blessed somebody by, by my sharing. Thank you for listening.